Welcome to Captivate and Close. I'm Kinsey Mackis, business consultant and marketing strategist, and I'm going to show you how to attract and enroll high-paying clients using my breakthrough online marketing strategies, all without having to rely on complicated funnels, disingenuous clickbait, or spammy sales tactics. These are the messaging, marketing, and selling secrets that virtually no one is talking about. So let's dive in. Hey, welcome back to the Live Launch Secrets. This is our final episode in this series, which is so fun. Maybe um, I'll even do a bonus episode or something. I don't know. I'm like, I don't want it to end. But I've been getting so much feedback from a lot of you on how helpful this has been and how you've enjoyed um, this series, which is so incredible. I think that, you know, what we do is we really test, we try new things, right? It's like, I don't want to just create one podcast episode a week. Like, what if we did series here and there? And um, it's fun to really see the things that work, but do not get me wrong. There are a lot of things that we try that do not work. <laughs> and But I feel like that's sort of our responsibility as leaders in the space is to kind of like take that first step for our clients, test things for you, uh, share with you what's working, what's not working, um, so that you can also be encouraged to innovate in your own way and leverage, you know, parts and pieces of the things that um, we pass on to you and make it your own. So we really love that. But for this final episode in the Live Launch Secrets, what we're going to do is unpack the final stage of the Live Launch Method, which has been really pivotal in our own business. And it has been so crucial in the success that we've experienced as a company in a very saturated market. And now it's become so important that we have really turned it into a signature offering, uh, Launch Like a Queen. So as we've unpacked these stages, I hope that you're also really getting a feel for how we personally work with you to build out your own marketing machine. This really is a marketing machine that creates rhythm. It creates cadence. It helps you consistently fill your programs and in a way that makes sense for you. It's more than just live launching. Um, it's about pulling the levers where you want and and need to and learning the fundamentals of marketing and selling at scale. We're talking volume. And this is that really second phase, the sequence. If you think about like when you're just getting started, it's learning the basics of getting your content to convert, you know, creating a compelling message, being able to sell on the phone, like super basic. And then we take that up a notch with this marketing machine that puts it all together, um, elevates all of it and enables you to help more people and make more money without also increasing your hours. So this is super important. Now, as we talk about the last stage of the live launch process, something that you should really lean into is what does this look like for me and how can I implement something like right away? I think it's really important to mention that like, just like you, I'm a student. I love to learn. I love to go deeper on my own expertise. I love to learn from other like experts and gurus, um, like legendary people that um, aren't even near our times. 
and also really learn new skills, new sets of knowledge that are going to help me improve my life, my health, my relationships. We're all students. And but at some point you have to implement. And even if it means taking one piece of thing and, you know, one stage or one element of this and implementing it right away. It's really important to me that you don't just absorb the information here, that you're also taking action. It doesn't have to be exactly what we mentioned, but again, just like pieces and parts and making sure that you're always um, moving that needle forward. So I encourage you to take at least one step, take one thing from this series and go implement it right away. Now, the last stage of the live launch process is the post-launch series. This is literally <laughs> the, the stage where the conversions happen, right? So the first stage, we talked about the groundwork. That's setting the stage, the preparing, the planning. Then we're moving into the launch runway, which is ultimately like sets the tone for the entire experience. It's the launch runway. It's the thing that's going to help you get off the ground, right? And however long your runway is or however potent your runway is will impact the potency of your launch event which is the third stage then uh the last episode we talk about the fourth stage which is the offer invitation it's when you transition from teaching to your pitch right and this is the thing that most people avoid and in fact we just had a training with launch like a queens this morning and we have a client who is very successful in her field um and she really had mentioned she had admitted this morning that she wasn't she had realized she wasn't giving her offer the time and attention it needed within the master class just kind of like skim over it and we have another client who is did her first master class and was kind of having the same feelings of like can I successfully show up as a leader without people feeling like they're being sold to or being, you know, like you're being spammy? And at the end of the day, my message is always, you know, very similar in that you are not a spammy person. How you decide who you are has nothing to do with what you might, you know, what you might think people think of you or um, sort of, that intention it's really about like well what is your intention if I were to ask you are you a spammy person you would likely say no and so then anything you do is is not in the vein of being spammy and when this client that did her master class for the very first time even going into it with you know those those nerves and feeling the fear around it she crushed it totally crushed it and had four signups on the masterclass itself and they're still coming in during the open card series and it just goes to show that you just got to take that leap of faith and she had she had said afterwards because she shared with me how it went after the masterclass and she had said like I just spoke from the heart <laughs> that's all the end of the day right that's all you do and what we notice um some people do we get a lot of clients um, in Launch Like a Queen that come from previous programs that are given scripts and templates and when we're doing copy reviews and when I'm really going deeper and making sure that people feel like they're set up for success in their launch event and the, the entire process, you know, we're looking at these together and it's like this, but this isn't you. This is not how you talk. This is not even a, an accurate depiction of your offer. 
And so we have some cleanup to do. And I think that this is really important because while we have the templates, we have the the formulas, we have the outlines, we have so many assets that you can pull from as examples. But ultimately, none of that really matters if it isn't in alignment to you. And so we want to blend sort of fundamentals of what we know works because it's not converting because of the exact words we said. It's converting because we have the basic principles behind it that are driving it forward. And so a perfect example of this is the post-launch email sequence. So we have a really solid promo sequence. It works like hotcakes and it just is so good. And when clients use it to create their own launch series or their their post-launch sequence, you know, I'm always cognizant of the fact of like you have to use your own voice. And the people, you know, that are most successful with this is like they use the template to see, you know, we show you what's behind it. Why does this work, right? And you think about even that for the first email in the post-launch sequence is like that first introduction email. This is like the announcement, the, you know, offer stack, really like the next steps. It's like the big the big kahuna, if you will. And people can easily use this and turn it, you know, into their own. And also making sure that their message, their voice is infused without, you know, throughout it. So this is, I see this so much in people that come to us from other programs because again, they're using templates, using scripts, which is again, helpful when used right But when we're stripping your own sort of potency and and voice from it, that is the thing that ultimately lifts the energy. That's what lifts those, you know, words off the page and draws people in. It's not how, you know, Amy Porterfield said it or how, you know, James Wedmore said it. It's like, how do you say it and why is it important for people to know? So let's take a step back here. (laughs) The post-launch Uh, series is meant to really like wrap up the launch strong and move people to a decision right so the offer invitation was the pitch right this is when you're introducing your offer and telling people why it's the best thing to solve the problem that you help them solve and through as we transition into the post-launch sequence, the post-launch series, this is when you are giving people everything they need to make a decision, right? And so in all the content, whether that's email or social media posts, you are helping them overcome objections, fill in the gaps, and answer their questions so that when they walk away, they are a yes or a no. We talked about a little bit this or a little bit about this in the last episode, but it's just driving that point home that your intention is to lay it out all on the line so that they can make a decision. We don't want people walking away confused or even not making a decision. And so the post-launch sequence allows you to really give more of that attention to your offer and helping people show how it aligns with, you know, their desires, their challenges, their fears. And it's really making sure that you close out strong. So some of the biggest mistakes we see in this is that people already decide that their launch is a flop before it's even over. So they use things like, well, you know, not many people showed up. Um, I didn't have a very good show up rate or I didn't have a lot of opt-ins or nobody bought. 
And so it's like this thought of like, I'm just going to pretend like nothing happened and I'm going to, I'm going to do something different. Right. Or it's just like, I'm just, I'm going to act like this launch never happened. I'm not even sending out email emails and nobody's going to notice. But that is not how we launch. This is not how category leaders launch. And so it's making sure it's like that last stretch. And here's what you need to know is that over 50% of our buyers in a lot of our launches have come in the last hours in the last day of the series. So this is sort of when you hear of like open cart, close cart, this is the window of time that you are announcing your, you know, program that it's open or that you're taking clients or that um, there's a bonus. We'll, we'll circle back to that call to action here in a minute. And there's a finite period that the, that ends. Traditionally, you call this open cart, close cart. But what this does, and this really is the thing that creates more of that momentum and more of those decisions because it places, quote unquote, pressure on people to decide. This is why it's a little, you know, obviously more effective than just putting out, you know, content and kind of leaving it in other people's court to make a decision. It's just like, there's no deadline. And I'm like this. I will... (laughs) never make a decision until I absolutely have to. And so when we are um, giving that container to people to say, this is the time to make a decision and there's a deadline assigned to this, that's when we create the hell yeses or even the hell noes, right? Because noes are just as great as yes, yeses. And so this is why we're, we just love this model so much is because again, it really turns up the dial on your marketing and selling and you get more of that push and that, um, that flood of people coming in because it creates that urgency and scarcity. Now, that being said, I am not for this like super fake scarcity or adding in tactics that are so, so outdated. Um, you know, it is amazing to me how, how often this is used still. And I'll be honest, I, you you know, this is the way I was taught when I was first getting started. So I used to do it too, because it was the only way I knew, but you don't have to lie to create urgency or scarcity. And I think people can read through the lines, especially your more higher end buyers who have seen it, done it. It's not effective. And so the most important thing is that the urgency and the scarcity comes from why now? Not from a deadline perspective, but when you rely more on the why now as far as why is this now the best time for them to enroll or join or hire you based on where they are at in their life? What are the consequences that of them not enrolling why why is it the best time ever to finally go after the thing that they want right when we lean more on demonstrating the value of our offer and why now is the best time to buy you will see much higher conversions right so many people rely more on the like deadline urgency and so you completely shift the attention away from the offer itself Deadline urgency is only going to work if the desire for the offer is already there, right? 
So if somebody doesn't even want what you have to offer or isn't clear or doesn't really feel compelled to buy, a deadline is not going to help that. Now for somebody that is very compelled by the message, they really do want your offer and then we apply that deadline of like this is going away or you know whatever, that is the magic, that is the magic bullet. So it's really important to note that the urgency, the scarcity, the deadline itself does not is not the thing that creates conversions, right? It's the desire and the demand in alignment to the offer itself. And then we layer on the deadline that creates more of that flood of clients coming in. Now, this is really important to understand in that you can apply this method to anything. You can apply it to one-to-one coaching. You can apply it to a group coaching model. You don't have to you can really play around with like, well, this open cart, closed cart. So if you truly, you know, it's, you know, you've probably seen this this before where it's like, you know, I'm closing doors or this day I'm closing doors. I'm not taking more clients. When in reality, you likely will or you do desire to, right? Or it's like, I only have three spots left when actually you probably have five or six or ten. So that's what we want to avoid. And how we do that is just finding a way to still have a finite window. Like what is something that you could offer in that finite period of time during the open cart and closed cart that either goes away or there's a bonus, right, that goes away or something that does sort of um, incentivize people for buying now versus later, right? So this is simply like bonuses, right? You can run this it, this model just by simply having an open cart and closed cart with a bonus that goes away. Um, you could use it for even price price increase. Maybe throughout that open cart, closed cart, there's um, a, you know a, a price incentive that goes away after this certain date. There's a lot of things you can do that don't require you to have to lie in your marketing. That's the last thing we want because, again, people know. And if we're out of integrity, we lose trust with our audience. So if we're like, doors are closing, and then you open the next week, it's like, you just lied. <laughs> so it's important to make sure you're staying in alignment to, you know, the integrity of what you actually want or what is actually happening. And there's so many different things you could do that still create that big cash infusion through using this model that don't mean that you're having to not take more clients or shut doors when you actually don't want to shut doors so that post-launch series is really driving this home right it's like there's an end date you're really communicating very clearly what happens on that end date but really really focusing on demonstrating the value of your offer and helping them see that this is in alignment to what they want and so we have a whole email sequence that works so well and it's really aligned to creating that entire experience from when they are when they hear the offer to making a decision towards the very end and this also is important in that every call to action is different so some of you may have an enroll now some of you have a book a call some of you have an apply now that's something that you would you really want to dial in is like what is your enrollment process so this live launch model is really just specific to that you know framework for launching but there's so many steps that happen after this that's really really important as far as your client journey goes 
and continuing to elevate your client experience. So we go deeper with you on this in Launch Like a Queen, but your enrollment process is going to be dependent on your company, you, your industry, your niche, basically your preferences. We've done, we have several different types of enrollment processes based on the offer, the price point, and also things that we test, right? With the first cohort of Launch Like a Queen that we sold out, we had a just application process. And if they qualified, we sent them a link to pay right away. We had no sales call. Um, and this was a risky move, right? Because it's a, it was a 5K offer at the time. And for somebody that doesn't have a message dialed in, they don't have their offer dialed in, and they're not comfortable with, or they haven't really developed that skill to market and sell in this way, I would never recommend something like that. There's a lot of nuances that have to be considered within that. However, right, if you just want to keep it simple and you want to really increase the likelihood of those conversions, the first thing I recommend is to do the book a call, right, with some sort of application. It could either be book a call or apply now. It's really going to be dependent on like the angling, the messaging, right? With Launch Like a Queen, it's apply now because we don't take every client that applies and that's really the first step in the process to assess like is this person ready because at the stage that we're in in business we don't need to get on the call with everybody in fact we can't and so it just makes sense to have the application first and then if the application is approved we move into having a call so now um, our price is nearly doubled we want to not just look at people on paper but we do want to experience their energy and their character because we're really really specific about who comes in to launch like a queen and so we wanted it to be a two-step process um not just applying but also getting on the call with our team so we've adjusted that to meet our own objectives of like getting the perfect people inside of this program but again for you, depending on where you're at in in which season you're at of, you know, the maturity level of your marketing and selling, not you as the expert, just developing the skills, you just want to keep it as simple as possible at first. I won't usually recommend you send people to a sales page unless you feel really confident about your offer and the framework and you have a compelling message because oftentimes people will put out their sales page prematurely And so it deters people because it's like, this isn't even what I want when you meant to give them what they want. And you're like, I just want to talk to you on the phone. So by the time you get to launch like a queen though, you should be, we want you to be ready for a sales page. So we give you a template. That's something that we want you to have. I think any more in the industry at your level, if you're reaching to multiple six figures into seven figures, you do have to elevate yourself, right? We're going to cut through the noise and turn up the heat. And so we want to make sure that we have the assets in alignment to that process. And people want to see what your unique solution is. People want to see and check you out at a deeper level. And this is just, if you think about the overall professionalism of your brand, of your message, this is the stage where we take that to the next step. When you're just getting started, I I would not recommend a sales page. Just book a call, right? So again, what I want you to hear is that this is dependent on your process the call to action though should not change and it should be very clear it shouldn't change in the launch process itself obviously it's going to evolve over time but people what i notice in reviewing content in all stages is people don't communicate enough 
the process, right? It's like, what is, like, what is the enrollment process? If you're doing book a call and that's the first step and that's what you're driving people to in your post-launch sequence, then you have to tell people why. Well, what, why do they have to book a call and what does that look like, right? Are they clicking on a link? Do they um, fill out questions? Are they getting confirmation on there? And like, there's so many little things but you have to tell people why that call to action has to be consistently weaved in throughout the messaging of the post launch sequence or it just gets lost. I notice that people will like change it up or not even communicate it in a very clear way. And so even if somebody was, you know, gearing up to buy or feeling warm to the offer, that confusion really really creates hesitancy for buyers. And so keeping it so simple. But in the post-launch, if you think about, this is kind of like the reverse engineer of the launch runway. You're starting to really wind things down from the perspective of like driving those people that are absolutely ready towards the finish line to land the plane. Not everybody is going to be on that plane when you land and that is okay. But you have to continue to lean in and just assume that people are literally in their minds going through this decision and the more that they see these objections and your content really um, highlighting how you're going to help them and you're consistent throughout that entire post-launch sequence that's how we drive those conversions and again it can be to the very end now a couple of things here that I love to recommend is that you have a place where people can ask questions so be very clear in a lot of your content like this is how if you have questions this is how um, even if you don't have a booked call you still want a place where people can send in questions. So you can have this on your sales page. You can have it um, in the PS of your email, just letting people know like, hey, do you have questions? You know, this is what, um, this is how to ask them. That is the, the most important thing is that we just make sure that like no questions are gone unanswered. The other thing that I really love about the post-launch sequence is uh, you have your emails going out. You're also like, all over social right it's just like the launch runway you're you're building up for the launch event like doubling down on the promotion of that and now we're doubling down on the promotion of your offer itself and making sure that everybody knows about it this awareness also sets you up for success for the next time you launch what a lot of people don't understand is that everything that you create during this launch the momentum the trust the connection the rapport is also setting you up for the next launch. So a lot of these people, if they don't buy, right, they're more likely to buy the next time. We see people come in and out of the same launch events several times over before they finally join. So just know that all the work you do in each launch is actually like the snowball effect. It's setting you up for the next launch and the next launch and the next launch. And that is why we love to launch with you more than once so we can start to see that momentum build. Now, Really making sure that aside from the content that goes out during this series, you are also finding ways to connect with people. We have little processes that we add in that add that relational piece where it's like, hey, we just want to connect with you. Like what's preventing you from joining? We're just reaching people. Now, right now, it might just be you. Maybe you have a team. Maybe you have a VA that can do this. But one of the things that we're really good at is creating that intimacy and that white glove experience. So we don't, even though we have, you know, these automations that go out and we have the machine that's like humming along in the background, we're still doing the manual work that nobody wants to do, which is 
like, hey, having a conversation with somebody, having, you know, just reaching out and saying, do you have questions for me individually, right? So find ways in this stage to really make sure that you're connecting with each human that showed up and just saying, hey, I'm here, right? Just that presence alone will really shift the launch results. So that is really the, you know, macro view. Even, you know, I went into a little bit of tangibility here as far as micro steps go for the post-launch series, but this is where really the rubber hits the road. This is where conversions come in and so many people give up before they even get to this stage and it's super unfortunate. And so if you decide to launch, you have to commit to seeing this through the entire way. Even if you're feeling discouraged, even if you're not seeing the enrollments come in, even if nobody seems interested, you have to finish strong. This is something that I feel like I'm really good at. I've always been really good at that follow through and the commitment. It's like when I set a goal, there's nothing that's getting in my way to doing everything I can to achieve that goal. Now, do I ever hit my goals? No. And that's what you know. people are so shocked to hear is like, I never... And I'm saying never, as in literally never, have ever hit a goal that I've ever set for myself. I always come under par. But but I think that's why I have such great success is because I always set the bar high. I think at a higher level. I problem solve at a higher level. And I do whatever it takes to, not whatever it takes, but you know, I have the grit and the tenacity to think at a level that I need to and operate at a level that I need to in order to hit those goals, right? If I didn't set those goals, what would happen is I would perpetuate same, same results by thinking the same way and doing the same way. And so when you stretch yourself to have a target that you've never hit before, you will be forced to think in ways you've never thought before and do things you've never done before. And that's what is ultimately, that is ultimately what is needed from you if you do want to create results you've never created before. And so this is important and that post-launch sequence is when we really see people either totally like um, feel it's all the inner game. It's all the mind, right? And if you let your mind take over in sort of that default pattern of like, oh, like I'm not good enough. This This isn't working. This is fail. I'm giving up. Like that will become your... Uh, pattern that it will become a habitual pattern for you and everything that you do in your business whether you realize it or not and you don't want to start doing that and so when we think about finishing strong what does that look like for you and making sure that you're seeing this through all the way to the end and giving it your all when you have when you look at your live launch process in these five steps it allows you to really silo and like focus on each to optimize each stage which then create this holistic um, experience that leads to those high cash injections into your business and so there's a couple other things that we do with our clients that I also do with my team in regards to a launch debrief and also enrollment process which moves more into the client journey but I'll do that as a bonus episode and help you see like the things that we look at when we assess launch data in order to know what to do next better and also what you know when we're doing this with our clients because most people when they don't hit their goals their launch goals 
they just assume it was a flop. And so they completely throw the baby out with the bathwater when actually everything was probably there. There just needed to be a couple small tweaks and I know exactly how to find those for our clients. And so that's a really important piece of the overall assessment and evaluation of the launch, which comes after everything has been wrapped up and done. And I actually recommend to our clients that you don't do this for, I want you to do it soon because I don't want you to forget, but I don't want you to do it right in the heat, right? So it's like wrap up, give yourself a couple days for space and then do a full debrief. And I we have a debrief template that our clients use, that we use um, to be able to really give that um, that look, the lens <laughs> um, of launch success by removing the emotion, which is something that we're really passionate about in helping you become better decision makers, helping you become better CEOs, is that you really cannot make decisions out of emotion. Um, I've done there, and I'll probably do it again, but I, I have done this so many times, and I see where it's totally come back to bite me in, in the booty, and launches are a huge piece to that. And so when we can help you really assess these things in your business from a very clear lens from facts and data, we can tell ourselves the right story and make decisions, um, better decisions that will get us to our results faster. So I hope you enjoyed this. This was so good. I am like feeling so energetic because I could talk about this all day long. But if you enjoyed this and you got some value out of this, I would love for you to just take a snapshot, share it on stories, uh, tag me so I can see you and say, hey, And I just am so glad. I'm so glad that you were here, that you are here. And um, it's my honor to serve you. So I'll see you next time. Hey, you. Thank you so much for listening. It's an honor to be able to pour into the hearts and minds of like-minded entrepreneurs all over the world. But my most favorite part is being able to connect with you in real life. If you loved what you heard here, head over to the community where thousands of female CEOs, just like you, are changing the world one human at a time. We go deeper into the topics we discuss here and give away tangible roadmaps to help you crush your revenue goals. To join this high caliber free community, head over to kinseymackis.com forward slash community. See you there.